0: This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more.
1: Welcome to the podcast Secrets of the North, a podcast about true crime in Northern BC, recorded on the traditional and unceded territory of the Duneza peoples. I'm your host, Emily Gallen. And I'm
0: your co host, Janelle Opashinsky. Our podcast may contain mature content. Listener discretion is advised.
1: So, what's up? What's new? What's happening? Mm, Looks like you're fighting animal testing on your hat. Yes,
0: always. Always, always. Very much so. Uh, against the cosmetic monster that tests on animals. I mean, it's harder. It's getting harder and harder to get away from. There's so many umbrella companies okay. that own companies that still test. So it's getting getting harder and harder. But there are still
1: some true tried and true cruelty free. You know, you're brands. you're fighting it. Yeah. Your, your hat is letting people know that there's a problem, and I respect that about you. I um I used to work
0: for Lush Cosmetics, and oh, this yeah, is actually yeah, yeah. their logo.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Do they test against animals? No. Okay. They, I was they are, say. they
0: are extremely against it. That's why yeah. they are fighting against testing animals and the,
1: the rabbits. i like, oh. Oh. Because they're two rabbits boxing. Coming, it's coming full circle for yes. really me now and I don't hate it. Um, do you have any updates for me? Anything epic, amazing going on? I mean, it's October. It is. It's a spooky time and this is your time. This is oh. your time to shine. Yes. Yes, it is. I got my pumpkins already because they go they, they go, go so fast.
0: fast and I, I want to get my pumpkins. I will probably get them this week. I was just telling Shit. Trey on the walk in that um I was like Safeways pumpkins are only five cents more expensive than Walmart's pumpkins this How year. How much are they? Like five bucks each? I think they were three ninety-four mm, at Walmart Canadian. and they're three ninety nine. At Safeway, and the Safeway ones have like these beautiful stems, like they're so nice and large. And I'm just, just like luscious, yeah. So I would like to Juicy. get my pumpkins there and feel like a bougie bitch because I do, do not
1: it. shop at Safeway. I do I not have either. that kind of budget. <laughs> I, I, I I'm a save on girl, you know. It was overweighty oh. and then it was save on, and then is it still save on or save on? I don't know. It's the one my mom went to, and I live in the same town, and I just go to the same grocery store my mom went yeah. to, and I do the same thing she does, which. Is just talk to everybody in the fucking store, and then my kids are annoyed just like I was. So it's it's perfect full circle. Full circle for you too. It really is. I love it. Uh, I got four pumpkins. I think I'm going to go get more. Yeah. Um, one year I actually had extra, and there was a shortage. It was during um, COVID times. I was going to say Pandy. Yeah, and um, I was like, I could just give these away, or I could like uh, I I could uh, upsell them. I, for a 100 bucks each whoa but i just gave them away nice
0: yeah <laughs> i i feel like i probably would have done the same for I, the children yeah right like everybody wants to have their kid to like carve at least a pumpkin you know a yeah. season like that's the thing for me it's just like that festive moment yeah of getting to have that little spooky friend that you cut
1: out of his you it. cut his face yeah let's cut his face up i love it um well, we'll move on to Missing Persons Corner. We don't got nothing new that I've seen or heard in the news about missing people in this area currently. Obviously, the old cases. But um, I actually haven't heard any updates about the uh, Danielle Supernaut, yeah, um, who is missing from Dawson Creek. I haven't seen anything about nothing. that.
0: I hope that there isn't somebody that we just haven't heard of or hasn't been yeah. kind of marked up or anything like that that we're missing. So, I mean, if if anybody's looking for a loved one...
1: Let us know. Yeah. And we'll let the people on this We'll let the 30 people know. The listeners, (laughs) our listeners. Okay. Well, then, Janelle, I'm just going... I'm just going to take you straight to Crime Corner, where we're going to get a little down dirty. I'm going to butcher a few names here and going to take you to a dark place. Okay. All right. This one is wild. I got a lot of information... Um, I got some from Reddit as well as obviously your local like news, but the Reddit was where some juice is at, right? You know, I was like, eh, I'm saying. so. Um, content warning: there is some uh, graphic details in this podcast. Right, right. I now. am warned. Okay, here we go. Let me just slip into my podcast voice. It was January 2012, and the location was Fort St. James, B.C., which is a north-central community that was originally a trading post. Canadian census in 2021 lists Fort St. James as having 1,386 inhabitants. Fort St. James also has some outlying Indigenous communities, one of them being the Nakasaldi Band. Like I said, I'll butcher it. Um, And that means When Arrows Were Flying which is beautiful. That's they always a, have the best I names. love.
0: I love just knowing like the root of, of a name. It's just so gorgeous. It's honestly such a shame that we did not get to grow up learning I this know. language of literally where we are from. Yeah. Like it's just, it's heartbreaking that we have to be so behind in that. But I hope that my
1: children are taught indigenous language in school. That's like my hope for our future. I'm into it. So it was during this month in January 2012 that a young father went missing. His name... Was Fribjon Bjornsen? Again, that's a hard that's a
0: hard one to hey, to stutter out. I mean, shout out to Bjorn for at least letting us know how uh, how that would be said. Because yeah, without her, yeah, I'd, so, I'd be nothing. So, I'd be on nothing.
1: you be so. From just from now on, I'll just uh, say Bjornsen. All right. A post on the Facebook missing page for Bjornsson said that, and I quote: He was working up in Fort Saint James, and the truck he was driving is missing as well. It is a late 90s dark blue flat deck Chevy with lights on the top. It is not like him not to keep contact. He always checks in. If anyone has seen him or knows where he's headed, please let someone know. And so that was posted on January 11, 2012, when he was first gone missing. Bjornsen was from Vanderhoof, B.C., but he was working in Fort St. James. The last known footage of him is from a 7-Eleven in Vanderhoof, B.C. Footage of this is available online, and we will post it to the social media account. While the RCMP were still investigating, Bjornsson's parents were speaking out. According to the CBC News, and I quote, Bjornsson's parents say residents of the reserve have already told them what happened to their son. They say that those same residents are unwilling to share what they know with the police, in part because they fear retaliation by the gang. Oh, no. Yeah, so right away, huge complications.
0: Yes, hugely, like mistrust of the criminal system is going to be oh the ties. It it just
1: makes it so much more meddled. The story the parents were told is as follows. The family told CBC News they have heard that their son, who was struggling with a cocaine addiction in the past, somehow ended up at a house on the reserve where about two dozen people were partying on the night of his death. Now, I want to note that the fact that he had struggled with cocaine in the past doesn't mean has anything to end up anything to do with how he ended up at this house party. His parents believe it's more because of his generosity. For example, giving someone um, or some people a ride to the house party And I think we risk portraying the victim in bad light if we, you know, talk too, too much about their past struggles,
0: especially when it's addiction. I think there's just such a negative stigma around addiction and what that kind of entails as to what that person or who that person is.
1: Yeah. And that's just such baloney. Yeah. They say the residents of the area have told them four or five gang members attacked Bjornsson in the basement of the house, perhaps after learning that he had just cashed a paycheck worth several thousand dollars. Bjornsson was tortured, but his attackers went too far and he was killed, according to several sources who spoke out to the CBC News. He was then dismembered, and his parts were disposed of, perhaps thrown into nearby Stewart Lake, which borders on the reserve. For some unknown reason, his head was left in a nearby vacant house, where it was discovered three weeks later when investigators found his abandoned truck nearby. Whoa. That is horrific do you remember when this happened I actually have never heard this story I remember hearing something on the news at the time about maybe sledders binding it um but from what I've read here it says the investigator found it so hopefully no one stumbled upon that imagine a yeah
0: somebody just going out for a skidoo coming across that would be just absolutely scarring I actually am quite surprised I haven't heard of this I mean I only grew up nine hours away from here so it was in
1: 2012 as well yeah and I
0: I was in high school like prime my time of being on the internet learning about these Mm -hmm. things you know kind of coming into this era of my life so very I'm I'm surprised i haven't heard of it and i'm um, anxious to learn more about the case i hope that there has been some justice so
1: well even the chief of the reserve said according to cbc news that many people do know what happened at least 20 what it didn't make the rcmp's job any easier given the fact that many northerners were said to be afraid to come forward cbc news wrote an article called northern bc homicide witnesses silenced by gang fears it was in this article that they said, and I quote, fears of a violent gang are keeping some northern BC residents from sharing information about the torture and decapitation of a young man following a party last winter. Bjornsen's parents urged the public to come forward in hopes to stop this from happening to someone else in the future. The thing is, she said, if someone can do that, they can do it again. Eileen Bjornsen said this week they're going to hurt somebody again and they've probably hurt people in the past. You don't start there and you don't finish there, which is truth bomb. Hey, yeah. Oh, mic drop. It's like you do not begin
0: with that kind of brutality no. and you do not end with that kind of brutality. No. I mean, there. I have heard of the odd case where somebody's first attack is extremely gruesome and has all these things. But a lot of that is because they have sensualized it so much. But yeah, this mom hit it on the head.
1: According to the Caledonia Courier, it would take up to three weeks after his disappearance for someone to come across the human remains located in a vacant property along Lower Road in Fort St. James on the Naka Azli Reserve. The RCMP publicly confirmed that the remains were that of Bjornsen in February 2012. Unfortunately, from what I've read, not all of his remains were found at that time. What was found at the house on the reserve was only his head, It was not until later, according to Interior News, that a femur and patella were found near a log jam on the Nicosley River and through DNA were confirmed to be that of Bjornsson. An extensive investigation was employed by the North District RCMP Major Crimes Unit out of Prince George. They went door to door asking questions. Eventually, four individuals would be arrested for the murder, three men and one woman. According to Houston Today, and I quote, 27-year-old Wesley Dennis Duncan is facing a murder charge. Teresa Marie Charlie, age 21, is charged with being an accessory after the fact to murder. And Jesse Darren Bird, 31, is charged with accessory after the fact to murder and interference with a dead body. And James David Jr. Charlie, 23, is charged with interference with a dead body.
0: Woo. Holy a list. Yes. And uh, honestly, glad
1: to hear it. Yeah. Name them. Call them out. Narc on them. We yeah. got this. Jesse Bird was actually no stranger to the criminal justice system. He was involved in a dramatic public shooting in Prince George, B.C., where at least 40 gunshots occurred. It was a shootout between gangs or turf wars, says the CBC News. This was another case where the public feared speaking out or having their names published. Eventually, it came to light that two individuals, a couple, involved in the shooting with Bird, were found dead in an execution-style murder. Oh my goodness, that is that is horrific. I feel like there's some um, connections here, right? Um, yeah. There's yeah. This is making it's making it sound like he's a pretty good. It's a, just suspect. a web. It's yeah. a web for sure. During court, the jury heard gruesome details on how Bjornson was brutally murdered. Prince George Citizen reported on the trial and say that before Bjornsson went missing, he was paid a large sum of money for his work as a self-employed logger, around $2,500 Canadian. That night he went missing. He was last seen, as we said before, at a 7-Eleven in Vanderhoof, B.C. This was around 1 in the morning. He then traveled 61 kilometers to Fort St. James and arrived at the house party around 2.30 a.m. And I quote, Once there, he drove to the home of Robert Antoine at Three Lower Road on the reserve just south of Fort St. James to purchase drugs. He was killed in the home's basement during the early mornings of the same day the court heard. Bjornsson suffered a broken nose, two black eyes, and cuts and contusions to his face and head shortly before his death and was ultimately strangled to death by Duncan. The court documents state that although he drove to the home on Three Lower Road, part of his remains were found in the basement of Five Lower Road. And I quote, on February 1st, Bjornson's severed head wrapped in a comforter was found in the basement of Five Lower Road. It had been severed from his body by two separate sets of chop wounds and a piece of a beige plastic cable insulation was found wrapped in the comforter, both having his DNA on them. The police then found matching insulation in the home of Three Lower Road, and the evidence was overwhelming. Bjornsen's DNA was found all over the house, inside and outside, on many different items. Not only that, but one of the men arrested was texting someone in regards to buying a snowmobile maybe with the cash he had just come upon. Eventually, two of the suspects went and completed the purchase of that sled on January 19th. But how did the RCMP get people to start talking in order to make these arrests? Remember, Janelle, people were fearful of coming forward. Um, but if you listen to this podcast, you know that Canadians love a Mr. Big Sting operation. Ooh, Mr. Big big so we've covered these so many times in the podcast um and i actually found out somewhat like recently that it was invented in canada this technique yes it is it is ours it is ours so according to prince george citizen And I quote, in June 2015, the RCMP initiated a Mr. Sting in which police officers posed as high-level gangsters to gain the trust of the suspects and extract confessions. Over the next five months, undercover officers carried out 76 scenarios. They found out that Duncan and Bird were living at the house Bjornsson went to that night and that they were selling drugs from that residence. On the 68th scenario, in October 2015, Bird actually confessed to the crime boss about the murder and he said he could lead them to the body. This led to the discovery mentioned previously of the femur and patella bones along with further evidence. This is pretty typical of a sting operation. Um, The crime boss says he fully has to cover up the crime for the other person in order to have them come on into the gang. Exactly. Builds that trust. Yes. And they're saying, you know, we can't risk Your past shit coming in and affecting us. We got to take care of it for you.
0: And it creates that sense of comfort of like, hey, this person's going to care for me. This person's going to clean this mess up for me. So hell yeah, I'm going to tell them what I did and where I did it so that I never get caught.
1: Exactly. After Bird's confession, he introduced... Teresa Charlie and James Charlie to the undercover officers so you see how they're they kind of go after a few and then it, we're getting them all it, in like together I said, it's a web once yes. you're stuck you're stuck yes so let's just get to a little bit of the verdict about what happened Duncan and Bird's actions resulted in the tragic loss of life and they both pled guilty to second-degree murder as a consequence of their actions they were sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole for at least 15 years Teresa Marie Charlie's involvement in the crime was found to be that of an accessory to the murder after the fact. According to the Interior News, Teresa Charlie admitted to being present on the night of the murder, but claimed that she was not present when he was killed. However, in the days that followed the murder, she helped to clean up the basement where the crime took place. She confided in an undercover officer that Duncan had shown her Bjornsen's lifeless body, whose eyes were still open. James David Jr. Charlie, another individual implicated in the crime, was sentenced to 18 years in prison, with credit of 10 years and 9 months for time served prior to sentencing, according to the Star newspaper. His case underwent multiple trials before reaching a verdict. In October 2017, a jury found him guilty. But the verdict was overturned, and a new trial was requested. It took several years for the case to be finalized, with the B.C. Court of Appeal overturning the verdict and ordering a new trial in January. The sentencing finally came to fruition as a joint submission by Crown and defense counsels to B.C. Supreme Court Justice Terence Schultz during a hearing at the Prince George Courthouse. While justice may have been served, it is a sobering reminder of the lasting impact of such a senseless act of violence. This family had to sit through all these gory details many times, and I cannot fathom the kind of impact that this would have had on them. His father, Frederick, said it was difficult to sit through the testimony, hearing the details of how his son died time and time again. You know, I I do love it when they, they plead guilty, they save the money and the time mm-hmm. and the trauma of, of the families involved. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you know what? I bet you... Maybe part of the reason his sentencing was longer is because he did take try and take it to court,
0: yeah and, oh, yeah, definitely yeah. They'll be like, more
1: lenient because they want to actually save that time, money, effort, and trauma of people. yeah One thing to note that it is different in this case is a glad you report. The Native Women's Association of Canada states that a gladue refers to a right that Aboriginal people have under Section 718.2e of the Criminal Code. A gladue report is a pre-sentencing report that allows the court to take into account the, and I quote, racism and systemic discrimination in and out of the criminal law system, and attempts to deal with the crisis of overrepresentation of Aboriginal peoples in custody to the extent possible through changing how judges sentence. In a CBC article, the parents are quoted remembering their son as kind and generous and thoughtful, telling the story of a time he escorted a woman through a snowstorm after he saw her vehicle go off the road. I quote, "'I'd like to say he was a true northern boy. He liked to fish and hunt and the outdoors.' And he was just ours, and we loved him, and we miss him so much. I truly hope that this family was given access to victim services and that they still are able to have that today. Uh, I definitely think we should post some information on our social media page if you are a victim to crime, where you can go and and access help as well. But Janelle, that is the information I found on this tragic case. Horrible. Yes, what? Like, that is just... They talked a lot about claiming to be, like, so intoxicated that they didn't know what they were doing. Um That doesn't always stand up in court, right? We did see in the Sarah Ford case earlier that that man did get, get away with it, not, not guilty because of, not intoxication, but maybe, like, psychotic intoxication. I'm forgetting the wording, but... um Yeah, and I believe I read that some of the perpetrators, um, you know, did show remorse. But others, I still, I couldn't find out where they are at today. I was trying Mm -hmm. to, like, sleuth them out. Don't know where they are. Um, But, I mean, 2012, let's do some math. 15, 18 years. Uh, But, you know, we don't always serve the whole time. They could have parole. They could have parole. Yeah.
0: I would hope that they are um, still incarcerated still serving their time unfortunately there is no amount of time that will ever warrant i mean even close to justice for what they did no um and like claiming that you're too intoxicated it is such a a fine line i think that they i don't know i want to say like they could have used that excuse if they left like if after he was deceased they left his body alone yeah it's the dismemberment That is just
1: dismemberment gets me.
0: Yeah, it's so
1: inhumane.
0: It goes to a different extent that it just it's exterior to what the human body should see. There's
1: not many reasons why people dismember bodies. Um, I believe one is just due to having to get rid of it. Yeah. If they smaller pieces. Yeah. If you accidentally kill someone, but then you're in an apartment and you have to get rid of it, and you're they're forced to do that. Maybe that's not their ammo. That's not what they wanted to. Or you'll have those killers that that is their ammo, Right? That maybe that's something that they do. That's yes. Rocks I mean, their
0: jollies. But there's been multiple people, unfortunately, who have removed bodies like in suitcases, in pieces, oh, yes, yes. and you see the CTV footage of it, and yes. it's just.
1: So they, you know, they claim they don't really know. Remember what they were doing, etc. Bro, you 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 decided to take the drugs and. Um, you fucking have to face the consequences yeah period bye (laughs) bye felicia go to jail see you later yeah and everyone else the accessories after the fact yeah you should get real harsh some jail time for that
0: exactly yeah you were like accessories after
1: the fact especially
0: when it came to what happened with his body yeah that is the like the almost worse in my opinion than yeah. if you were at the party in the heat of the moment that like sometimes mob mentality has a part of it if it was a lot of people there like we don't know the full situations of what happened
1: yeah it sound from from what i was reading a lot of people thought it was money related so they bought that sled afterwards mm-hmm. that he found out he had 2500 dollars cash on him yeah he goes to their house to hang out maybe he's giving someone a ride there but it's just like the aspect of like the torture where they
0: maybe weren't like gonna go as far to as to kill him but it got it went too far because when you're mixing energies you're getting ramped up like it just it's disgusting that it can get to even the point where you think torturing somebody
1: for money (sighs) is even valid like that in itself is just Cause I'm wondering, like, you know, if they tortured him in order to get the cash, but it sounded like he had the cash on him. So that doesn't seem like even that necessary. It's not yeah. like you're torturing someone to be like, give me your PIN number, etc. Right. This is like, well, it's in my wallet, bro. Just take Just it. Just take it. Take it. Take Why it. Why do you have to hurt me? I hate this. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get a little away from the depressing and more into the spooky. But first, Janelle, let's hear our sponsors. Let's, let's hear a word. What do you got to say? Tell us something
0: personal powerful conversations that deserve to be listened to before the peace is an energetic city.ca podcast now available on all major platforms that highlights indigenous voices in northeast bc Hosts jenna Moreland and trey laprasinski will take you on a journey with an indigenous lens on the history of the peace region find out more go to energeticcity.ca slash before the peace check out all of our podcasts go to energeticcity.ca podcasts
1: Welcome back, Janelle. Hello. How have you been since our sponsors last oh, interrupted I'm, us?
0: Oh, I'm doing good. I'm still recovering from hearing that horrific story. Yes, it's gross. awful. Yeah. You're welcome. The vibes are sad and... Well, let's take just, me somewhere
1: spooky then, let's you know? Go. Let's take go. Take me to spooky corner.
0: Rear around the corner to the spooky spooky
1: zone she'll be coming around the corner when she <laughs> comes she'll be coming in spooky corner when she comes so funny so
0: um a couple of weeks ago i did a little public outreach to see if we could get some local stories yes, from sure some did. people and we did get two people reach out to us with stories from the same location okay which is kind of fun so We're going to be staying in the same building for both of these stories. So first story we have coming into the corner today is from a local lovely lady that I've got the chance to speak with a few times online. And now her name is Jackie. Hi,
1: Jackie. Love you.
0: So this is the comment that she left on our post when we were looking for something a little bit more spooky for our community. Myself and a few colleagues were sitting out front enjoying a morning coffee when we all heard the back door loudly open, followed by the sound of footsteps coming inside, with the door slamming loudly behind them. We all sat quietly for a few moments in anticipation to see one of our co-workers come in, and no one showed up. So myself and another worker went to go look to make sure whoever it was that came in was all right. We looked all over the office. It wasn't a big enough space that somebody could hide. And there was no one that had come in and that had not already been there.
1: And they heard the footsteps, it's not just like a
0: door. Yeah, so, they didn't like just wind? hear the door. They heard okay. physical steps. Okay, okay. Okay. And then the door open and the door close. Okay. Um, we even looked out back and there were no additional cars in the lot. So like nobody had shown up. They they definitely did their due diligence to make sure like somebody didn't just like come in, open the door. And then, like, take a couple steps, and then, like, oh, shit, I forgot something in my car. Yeah, that's what I'm Go thinking. Go back. Like, no one else had shown up.
1: Okay. And okay.
0: multiple of them all heard
1: Okay, so, no, yeah, happened. no vehicle, and they looked, like, quite closely. So, yeah, like, I'm thinking, yeah, someone's just, like, they walk in the door, like, footsteps. Oh, my coffee. Yeah, and then head back out to get it. Yeah. Well, wrong place. This isn't Wilma's this house. This isn't my work. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the Midnight Sun massage parlor.
0: Yeah, and the fact that, like, multiple co-workers heard the steps heard the
1: door open and close okay oh i i'm gonna i'm gonna throw it out there and i'm gonna say a, a leprechaun a leprechaun yeah, why not
0: he was just so little that's why they didn't see they didn't him see when him. they were looking around he could have hid
1: i know because he's so, so tiny oh well what happened that's all jackie wrote oh jackie that's all she wrote jackie she if you have something more me.
0: She did make a little comment okay. saying that in addition to her other coworker's story who wrote in, she was also involved in that story. So mm-hmm. um, Kathy the took the reins on writing this story, but Jackie is in the story. So a little connection. Let's dive in to Kathy's story. Okay. And this is Kathy's Jackie's friend, okay? Yes. Mm-hmm. They used to work together. Okay. So... I had worked really hard and had achieved certificates for different trainings and certifications that helped progress my career. I loved being reminded of my capabilities and achievements and beautifully hung them on the wall in my office I love very that for her. securely. Okay, okay. She's yeah. being pretty, like, She's, she wants everyone to she know. She came in with a friggin' level hanging hook. Yes. She did not. Kathy means business. Yes. She knows how to hang a certificate. Yes, yeah, she does. She knows how to get one That she knows how to hang one. Yeah, she does. Mm. Snaps. Mm. Some mornings I would come into work and one particular frame would be off the wall and laying in my chair in the office, upside down, mm.
1: glass unbroken. So... To me, I would be like, if it fell down, Some like the janitor comes in and they pick it up and they're like, oh, it, it belongs on her desk. Yeah. They just
0: like pop it on. I could see that. I def- I did used to do commercial cleaning for offices and I would definitely like pick up random things and pop it on the desk. I feel though that if I saw a frame mm-hmm. on the ground as a cleaner, yeah, I can't speak for any other cleaners, um, I but speak for I would have probably looked at the wall yeah. to see if there was a hook I that was like a, I was missing something or I would have put it on the desk I don't think I would have put it on the chair
1: yeah on the chair upside down and I
0: also wouldn't have put it glass down
1: okay is that the only did it happen once or mm. so once or
0: twice the same certificate would be laying in the middle of the floor Ooh. with the frame smashed what so there's times when it's on the chair upside down no broken okay same certificate on the ground broken
1: (laughs) some someone (laughs) someone really doesn't think she earned her certificate they're just like no we're not letting this happen we're not letting this slide no she said it didn't just slide down the wall and break it was
0: halfway across my office oh so like thrown as if it was thrown from a off the wall you're right because if it is
1: gonna fall from the wall it would just just gonna fall or like a little forward or it would be right by the wall I mean, physics, it's a thing, right? Yes. So, um, yeah, physics exists. It exists. It's <laughs> scientific. But, okay, now I'm more inclined to get spooked by that. Yes.
0: So, mm-hmm. she continues to say, My office was locked up like Fort Knox every night. So, I knew there was nobody in my office once I
1: went home. I can just picture her, like... Um, p- putting like a little piece of tape somewhere that so, like, she'd know if someone moved. Something. Yes. You know, um, uh, my kids have done this to me, like, with candy. And they're like, Do you take my candy? I was like, They're like, I know you took my candy because I actually laid a trap for you. And like, uh, this was moved. And I was like, Yeah, oh, fuck. You got me. You got me. You got me. So I, I can see Kathy home alone in the situation. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, anything else happen? Um, she goes to continue on
0: another, um, another story okay so this is continuing with the frame she's a another okay. another experience with the same frame i believe
1: maybe the frame is haunted or like the i wonder or what frame. i want to no, know kathy what certificate
0: yeah is it that is conti- like, what did you get certified in that is continuously flying? Like, maybe there's like, maybe it's like trauma related. I was just or gonna maybe, say trauma related. Like, it has something kind of energy connected. Like, maybe the space you earned that certificate in, you know, like brought something with you. I'm very curious to know what,
1: what are you certified in? Yeah. And I wanna know where this frame is. Yeah. Do you still have it? Yeah. Does it send bug it to you us. in your house? No, don't, don't send, it send it to
0: us. Don't send it to us. Don't send it yeah do you still have it framed do you have it up in your home your new work are there continuing issues with it or is it just within this building where they work where kathy and jackie work yeah and something is not liking that they have that knowledge right i mean it could be a multi. it could be a plethora of things well how does she finish it off so once we were having a staff meeting via zoom during covid I was watching and listening to the meeting, and out of the corner of my eye, I watched the same damn frame fly off the wall and land on the floor. No broken glass. I'm pretty sure I screeched. And as Jackie worked right across the hall, she came running in. We couldn't believe it. So, yeah, they Zoom meeting... Kathy, out of the corner of her eye, sees a frame just Hate fly. It. Hate that. Hate that. And I'm assuming Jackie heard it. Yeah. Jump across the hall. Like, that is terrifying. And that it's, it's doing it there when she's in the building. Like, and when she's not in the building. And, well, yeah, but yeah, you're
1: right. The fact that
0: it's doing it, it's happening when she's when physically she's in the there. The like, not just when she's not there. You know, it's not somebody playing a joke on her, continuously, exactly. to, like trying to spook her. It's happening when she's there. It's, Okay. It okay. chills. It okay, okay. chills. It's weird. Kathy continues to tell us that, um, I like to work after hours when it was quiet and I would often go into my office in the evenings to get caught up, um, or just work on special things for special people. Oh, I would cute. hear all kinds of noises, doors opening and closing, um, when I was the only one in the building, footsteps, etc. But I was never afraid. I talked to the building owner about the history of the building to see if I could figure out who and what was wrecking my stuff. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think it's like a good idea of her to just be like, what is yeah, she's what's the history? Yeah, I love it. Do your do your research. I talked to the building owner about the history of the building to see if I could figure out who was wrecking my stuff, but he couldn't provide any information. I prayed and smudged and smudged and prayed. I asked him nicely and respectfully, to go but he didn't after i did that he would stop for a bit but then it would happen again rude it's interesting too that she's saying he like she definitely yeah, feels a masculine, masculine energy. energy um because i feel too when you're in a space that has a spiritual presence you can feel whether it's feminine or masculine or whatever yeah. they are wanting to present as okay okay so okay. She's definitely feeling like a masculine presence It was crazy. Um, She then continues to write, It was a year ago tonight that I sat in my office, packing up, and as I was leaving, I could smell Sage. Not burning and smudge, just Sage. And I could actually feel him in my office with me. Needless to say, when I brought everything home on my last day, I put everything in my garage and completely cleaned, smudged, and prayed over everything before it went upstairs in my home office. There is definitely a presence in that building. If you know anybody that has worked there or still is, they probably have their own experience to share.
1: Oh, I want to know more.
0: Yeah. I'm, like, I would love to know more. Um, I did try to contact um, the communication page, but yes. I think it was out of date. Okay. Um, yeah. Remember, we were trying to do that yeah. last week. But I, if anyone else knows these ladies have worked in this building Mm -hmm. know the history know the the history like we would love to know more we'd love to hear your stories on it because it is chilling yeah give us some more spooks somebody is there somebody is saying hello i mean
1: i'm not gonna investigate it you know i just want to know i just want to know what's happening just for gigs yeah well thank you janelle Thank spooky you. As always, Woo. love that. And thank you to the listeners who do write in and like that's so fun. And yes, I, everyone was loving the post and being like, you know, I'm glad we're not talking like talk, talking trash about people. Everyone's like, yeah, blah blah blah. Like just have some
0: fun, some little lightheartedness. And I mean, yeah. everybody has a spooky story, so. Sure Let it. us I, share them. Like big, big thank you to Kathy and Jackie for yeah, big, big sharing respects.
1: sharing those stories with us. Sharing is caring, and I got a spooky one for next episode. A personal, a, yeah, from my me. Faja. Ah, mm-hmm. father. Yeah, my Faja is going to spook father, us. Father, father. Tell me
0: where have you been? Okay,
1: you know, Janelle, that was amazing. I loved it. I love you. It's spooky. I love our spooky little listeners, and. Where can people find us if they want to, you know, DM us, chat to us, throw things virtually at us? Like, where where can they find you? You can find me on Facebook
0: at Janelle Lopashinsky, or you can find me on Instagram at Princess
1: Lizard. Lizard with the A Mm -hmm. is a four oh sensual you can find the podcast at secrets of the north underscore podcast on instagram or you can find me on instagram at e to the g if you want to see various photos of me in sequence and just enjoy my fabulous life all right Janelle. i love it okay love you talk to you i soon. love you so much buddy thank you yeah peace out